This is Reset. I'm Michael Puente in for Sasha Ann Simons. This year marks the 150th anniversary of the founding of Chicago's first team of black firefighters. While many hurdles have been overcome since then, the Chicago Fire Department is still overwhelmingly white. Only 15% of personnel are black people. But there are efforts to change that. Lieutenant Quintion Curtis leads the Black Fire Brigade, a training program he started to prepare black youth for careers as first responders. He joins us now to tell us more. Welcome, uh, Quintion. Welcome. How you doing? Good, good. It's great to talk with you again. We spoke for a story I did for WBZ just a couple of weeks weeks ago, and I wanted to share this with the Reset audience. And I got to say, when I visited the firehouse over there at Wabash, um, you have the fire truck, and if you're not around fire trucks all the time, you instantly turn into a kid because you want to play on this fire truck. So it was a joy to get there. So my first question to you, Quintian, you joined the fire department in the 80s. By your estimation, how many black firefighters were there compared to now? Uh, I think when I first came on, we were close to 1,000 black firefighters when I first came on the job. And where are you now? I'm going to estimate, and uh, just based on numbers that I received, and you got all that information actually comes from the Chicago Fire Department. I, I would venture to say there's probably like 300, 370 at this time. Okay. Now, what's the economic consequences of these vacancies not being filled by black recruits? Well, uh, one of the basic things is you got to look at the crime in the black community. So. We lost roughly about 800 positions. Each one of those positions equates to about $100,000 uh, with, with about a year, a year and a half on the job. So if you look at that, that equates to $80 million a year. So if you lose 800 jobs in the black community, you're looking at eight, you're looking at $80 million a year that's lost. So that's that many kids that's not going to uh, a better school. That's that many houses that's not being bought in our community. So it's catastrophic. Now, let's get into your training program. You started the Black Fire Brigade four years ago. What does the training include? So we, we started it. Since we started the Black Fire Brigade, we put 460 kids through this program, 123 single moms, and 13 homeless kids. And it's a EMT, firefighter, paramedic program is where it originally started. But we ventured off to have kids come into Chicago Police Department and also Cook County Sheriff Department. But they first start off becoming an EMT. I feel like everybody should become a life safety individual first. That's just my own opinion. Now, now, how do they know which track do they want to go into? Is it just what may what job may be available, or do some of the kids come in saying, "No, I want to be a firefighter or paramedic or on the police department"? Well, they they come in uh, originally. A lot of them come in to be firefighters, and once they come into the program, in order to be a firefighter anywhere now, you have to be minimum EMT or paramedic. So that's just the way the job is. You know, we're getting more into uh, life safety skills and less out of really the firefighting skills because we don't have as many fires thanks to our public education as we did, but we have a lot of medical calls. So medical is important. I know a lot of people wonder why you get a fire truck before you get in the ambulance, but a fire truck can do everything an ambulance can do but transport. So therefore, if we get them through the EMT program and then they can venture off to either go to paramedic school or go to firefighter school, you know, Q, I was really, and that's your nickname, Q, so I apologize for that. But um, let's hear from Sarah Webster. She's a student in the brigade talking about the importance of the brigade's mission. You hear her re- referencing you as Q. 
Q's biggest thing is you can't be what you can't see. So if we don't know that we can do these things, if we don't see other people doing them, uh, it's kind of out of reach for us. Lieutenant, what is it like for you to be part of an expanding the sense of possibility for these students? It's it's huge. It's it's huge in a couple of ways. Number one, if you if you can't see what you can't believe, if you go into the black community and you look for a black police officer or a black firefighter, the chance of seeing one is slim. And so if we can change that narrative and allow uh, young black kids to dream again, if we can put resources back in there that they can see a future. I think we can change the violence inside the city, the state, and these the different countries, you know, all over. But we have to get back into getting kids to see. They don't, if they can't see you, they can't believe you. And then people forget the most important thing. If you teach a kid to save a life, they'll be less likely to take a life. And that's really critical, you know, especially in today's state as we are right now. Every community in this city is going to be affected by this. Every community, nobody will be exempt. And we're not going to incarcerate our way out of this, and we're not going to lock our way out of this. We have to start putting resources back where they need to go, period. You know, additionally, Lieutenant Curtis, you're helping the students overcome barriers and hurdles like getting driver's licenses or getting them reinstated. In some cases, you're helping them expunge their records. Can you say more about that? Why is that important to include that as part of your training? Because in order to be employed by one of the agencies, you have to have a, a valid driver's license. So we worked very hard with getting their uh, driver's license uh, cleared up. We actually had funds that uh, we raised funds to get their driver's license cleared up to get them back on the right track. Uh, when it came to uh, some kids had arrest when they were out of high school, 18 years old or something. So we've been able to work and put them ex- uh, with the expungement program to get their uh, background expunged. Because they probably made a mistake then, but now they're great kids now, and they deserve a second chance. And we're giving them that second chance, and we're working uh, to have – we do a couple of different expungement programs and where we have all the kids come in, and we have uh, lawyers come in and help them with expungements and things like that. That's really important. It's important to all of us. You know, on your website, you say the Black Fire Brigade is the number one crime reduction program in the state of Illinois. Can you explain that? Since we, it's, it's real simple. Since we started, we put uh, 460 kids through this program uh, with the employment rate through the, through the ceiling. Like, these kids are employed when they go through that. Now, we even employ more kids because now we started the new EMR program. And so that's, that's a two-week program, and they're allowed to drive the ambulance. And they're automatically getting paid. And then at night, they're coming to school with us to become EMTs. So that, that's huge. And we've taken – now, you got to remember, all these kids are inner-city kids. These are kids from the street. This is not your college graduates. This is not your, um, you know, your honorable student. These are regular, everyday kids that own, all they need is an opportunity. And if we give them that opportunity, we're going to change the dynamics of the city overnight. But we have to start providing opportunities. We've got to start putting resources back where they need to be. Now, what is the difference between, and you just mentioned EMR, what's the difference between that and EMR and EMT? Okay, EMT is emergency medical technician, and an EMR is a new program that the state uh, just allows, which gives, so they'll have their basic first aid, they'll have their CPR, and they'll have emergency uh, driving training. And therefore, when the EMT is in the back with the patient, that person will be able to drive the ambulance, but if that EMT needs them for an emergency, they can give the basic life support 
assistance that's needed for that EMT or that paramedic. Now, Lieutenant Kerners, there is a notorious long waiting list to become a Chicago firefighter. Do students get jobs outside of the city? Oh, yes. Our kids right now work for every private ambulance company in Cook County. Our kids are emergency medical technicians throughout the Chicagoland hospitals. Our kids work at the construction sites downtown as the safety officer. So it's not just the Chicago Fire Department they're employed with. They're employed in all the different suburbs as far as their firefighter EMT and firefighter paramedics in different suburbs throughout this, uh, throughout this county. So it's not just everything is based on the Chicago Fire Department. It is based on employment and crime reduction. The last entrance exam for the Chicago Fire Department was in 2014. A new one is planned for this year. Lieutenant, why is this significant? I think it's important because now we have really uh, gotten in here and we're trying to get kids geared up ready. One of the big things that, that aggravates me more than anything, and I shouldn't go into this, but is that they're always saying blacks are not qualified, they don't test well. Well, these kids are national, national EMTs, national paramedics. What does that mean? That means they can work anywhere in the United States, they don't even have to take the test again once they're through our program. They can decide to leave here tomorrow and go to Vegas, New York. L.A., no matter where they go, they're national. They have a national license. So if they don't sign on to the Chicago Fire Department, Chicago's losing that talent. Correct. Because the, the, their training is, is they're getting a ton of hands-on training. Uh, they're getting a ton of experience. They're losing a big pool of now qualified individuals that has been vetted. Uh, they're already been in, they're employed, they're already working in the field, they know how to be an EMT, they know how to be a paramedic, they know how to be a fireman. So that's a big pool that CFD will lose if, if those kids don't get an opportunity to be hired or even take the next exam because they have a great knowledge base on what to do. This is Reset. I'm Michael Puente in for Sasha Ann Simons. I'm talking about boosting the number of black firefighters in Chicago. My guest is Lieutenant Quintion Curtis, founder and director of the Black Fire Brigade. Uh, Lieutenant, let's go back to the beginning. Can you tell us some of the history of Engine 21? So Engine 21 uh, was the first all-black firefighters, first black-paid firefighters in the country. And that was December 21st, 1872. We celebrate 150 years this year of blacks in the fire service. Now, when I say that, let me go back to the original firefighters were black, and those were all the slaves. They were the original firefighters. So, but if we go back to 1872 in Chicago, Engine 21 was the busiest, the fastest. They made more rescues than any fire company in the history of the Chicago Fire Department. Wow, wow. And now the Black Fire Brigade is housed in the Chicago African American Fire Depart- Fire- Firefighters Museum. What's it like training new recruits amidst all that history? It, it's, it's amazing when you see young kids come in off the street. Um, and you see them day one, and then you see them day 31. You see the attitude change. You see them become proud. They wear the uniform proudly because they feel like they're finally a part of something that they can actually grasp, and they, and they, they become a part of a family. Public safety is a family, you know, and once you get in that family, it's a family like you, you've never experienced until you've been in the public safety arena. Well, Lieutenant, you're planning on retiring soon this year. What do you hope comes next for the brigade? Uh, the expansion of expanding it throughout the U.S., 
and maybe into different uh, different countries. But it's time to expand this, this, this unit. It's time to expand the Black Fire Brigade because, you know, when you look across, you know, the U.S. as a whole, there needs to be some serious changes. And my thing is I'm just a small portion of this, just trying to do what little I can to help every child that needs help. And that was Lieutenant Quintian Curtis, director of the Black Friar Brigade. Lieutenant, thank you for your time today. No, thank you, and thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.